Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and is for the title of greatest podcast ever made. Introducing first, from San Diego, California, Austin Cook. And from Odessa, Texas, Caleb McLemore. And these two together make up the Internet World Order. Well, hello, everybody. It's your boy, Austin Cook, and we are back with a new episode of the Internet World Order podcast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Caleb McLemore, and today we are talking about a very special topic. We are talking about you, the fans. We're doing an episode for the fans, guys, and it's about a bunch of marks. Absolutely, and... Just real quick, because I know if you're someone that listens to all of our episodes, regardless of what the topic may be, one, thank you. But two, um, just it's one of those where we got to make sure we have the foundation set. So uh, it's not that you're not still like, what's a Mark? We're referring to pro wrestling. uh, And Mark is basically just the pro wrestling way of saying like uh, a fanboy or fangirl and uh, a smark is a smart mark, which basically means it's someone who is quote unquote smartened up to the business. Yes. So I, th- I want to quickly, it's one of those like a couple of vocabulary words in case, you know, if you're not big into rest or maybe you've just gotten into it and you're still learning what all that stuff is. And you're not just like, as we talk, you're like, what is, you're still like lost on the first part. So, uh, wanted to get that out of the way, yeah. but we, this is a topic we want to bring up because in our, uh, time that we we had gone without making episodes uh for those of y'all that are, know wrestling news a lot happened <laughs> it's like a lot has happened we we've managed to talk about some of it but that was just i mean that was just the beginning a lot has really changed since then and oh, where do yeah, we our, even begin our, on half of this <laughs> yeah like our last wrestling episode we did we had just spoken about how Vince that's you know was gone and now Triple H took over that was literally it and yeah. anyone that's for those who have kept up with it you're sitting there going but so much has happened we know we've kept up we just haven't had a chance to record so yeah. um go ahead Caleb yeah so I just want to say like with all and obviously we're not here to suddenly be like a I don't I want to say like gossip or anything but all the craziness that's happened in the last couple months uh, just pretty much all over the industry, not just any one particular company. But uh, it had me realizing we need to talk about with like marks because I personally, as I have alluded to in past episodes, I have a love-hate relationship with marks, smarks, and just online wrestling community because uh, there are times where they will... I will have like I'm crying laughing because they will legit like have a chain of jokes. I'm just like that's amazing because it's a, if you know you know. And there are other times I'm just like I'm just gonna go over here pretend I read none of that and just enjoy the product. Yeah, the the one thing I've noticed, especially in like the wrestling community, and I'm sure this will come as a big shock to you, Caleb, but a lot of people will work themselves into a shoot and. Uh, 
Absolutely. Like I, I feel weird saying that because I feel like I'm using insider terms and like I, I'm not trying to. It's just I can't think of any other way to describe it. <laughs> like I mean, it's one of those where like the explanation would be so long, it's just easier to use the words. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah, it, it's very like. I think the thing with pro wrestling is the audience has shifted a little bit, which is not a bad thing necessarily. I, I want to clarify that. Like, I love being a pro wrestling fan. There's a lot of pro wrestling fans that I've met, especially over the last couple of years, that like I just am so excited to know that like they love wrestling like I do. And you, there's like this thrill you get when you find someone who like enjoys it as much as you do. But yes, I think the common thread through all of it too, like unless you're like a young kid is that you understand wrestling is it's a contact sport, but Mm -hmm. it's not, they present storylines. So no, it's not fake quote unquote. And I dare you to say that to a wrestler. Number one, (laughs) (laughs) I dare you. Um, I don't even think they like hearing choreographed like predetermined contact sport is like, I think the best way to put it. And it also, you know, is respectful to how much time and effort they put into it, but also like how much they put their bodies through and like what they do for entertainment and what they do for everyone in the audience there. I think that if you can find that, understand that and respect that, you're great. You're still a mark, but I mean, if you watch pro wrestling, you're a mark in some capacity. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, first it's not thing a bad I wanna, thing. As we talk about this, as we go through this topic, first thing I want to say, it is not a bad thing to be a mark. Yeah. Because no we means. all are. Yeah. We all are. I mean, you, look, pro wrestling, when you really break it down, like it's kind of like comic books. Because when we cover comic stuff, uh, we will openly talk about how goofy comics just are. Because they are. Yeah. Like, it's like when we cover the with Suicide Squad of like, Bloodsport jumping between different universes and all this, and like he has guns that just teleport into him regardless of what universe he's in. Mm-hmm. That's goofy. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, it's the so, reason I love it. <laughs> exactly. It's like I'm not here for like if I wanted super realism or whatever, I would you know like watch a documentary or whatever. Like, there's nothing wrong with crazy. There's nothing wrong with a little crazy. Right, and that's where you get the eternal debate. With pro wrestling of like sport versus entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but before we get there, I just want to say like, there's nothing wrong with being a mark. Like, and there's nothing wrong if you do have that, like, that blind side for certain wrestlers that you like. Cause Austin and I both do as well. Yeah. It's, it's they just understand you do mm-hmm. or just understand that, that that's part of it. Cause yeah. if you do, then life goes way easier. Yeah, and the, um, the moment you admit that you're a mark is the day that your life will change. <laughs> yeah, because then you're not. Ha- cause, I don't know. It's like it's it's just understanding like what comes with the territory, sort of thing. But the biggest reason I want to talk about this topic, and you're like, well, why do you want to talk about this topic in light of everything that's happened the last few a couple months? Well, one, as I told Austin before we recorded, I've kind of wanted a chance to go after Smarks for about ten years. But that's a whole different story. Now is but, the time, um, Caleb. Now is the time. <laughs> but two, I just saw with all the craziness in AEW, and of course WWE is still like 
we're going to be seeing ripple effects from Vince stepping down probably for the next couple of years. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, so I've just seen so many bad takes and like not bad as in like you just have an opinion. I disagree with it. Cause that's fine. I will always encourage people to have an opinion on stuff that's subjective, like entertainment. Yeah. But, you should um, have an opinion. You should have an opinion in my opinion. Absolutely. That's just yeah. an opinion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, like just these takes are terrible. And I'm just like, man, this is, this is what I don't like about all this is why every online wrestling site I would, I used to be like a part of, Mm -hmm. I just eventually stopped going on them. Yeah. Well, the internet's not a toxic place at all. Caleb, we all know that. (laughs) (laughs) We know that no matter what, if I go on the internet, I'm going to have a good time. Right. I, Start having a thousand yard stare. Just, <laughs> just, I literally felt your eyes glaze over when I said that. <laughs> I like, oh gosh, that's oof. But I will say that the internet community can be great and it can also be awful. And I will say, we've talked about this previously, like with our AEW episode where we talked about, is there a war between AEW and WWE? Spoiler alert, no, there is not. Nope. Be realistic. You know, there's certainly, I think there's a difference between war and competition. Yes, absolutely. And that's exactly what AEW is. They're competition. And they're trying to work, I would argue, like they're working their way up to rival. Mm -hmm. Uh, And once again, that's still not a war. Like, A war is you're trying to put one of them out of business, and that's not happening. No, they're almost kind of working together in a weird way. Like, yeah, the the wrestlers like to compete and give each other a hard time, but, like, they're also friends. Like, I I think people forget that, like, in the grand scheme of this entire thing, a lot of these people are friends with each other. These aren't mortal enemies. They just work for different companies. And more competition is usually good. Have you ever heard of a Monopoly? Yeah, I mean, and just rest wrestlers having more options of because sometimes uh, it not working out at one place, but it can work beautifully somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, using sports. There's a whole there's miles long of a list of athletes that at one team things were terrible. They go to a different team and suddenly they're a superstar. Yeah, because sometimes a change in scenery is all you need. Yeah, and Some, sometimes your dynamic just shifts when you're in a different environment that works better for you. Yeah, and I mean, heck, it's like I saw some people. I mean, uh, it wasn't a huge. I'm not going to try and make a big deal out of nothing, but I did see some people were a little shocked when uh, Seamus, who recently got married, uh, and they saw like some of his groomsmen uh, was like Claudio and Miro, and people were like, "What? Like they're friends." Like, yeah. you think they don't talk to each other <laughs> like yeah it's like yeah if they're not the same company they may not talk as often as they would like but they still talk yeah. like you're suddenly no longer friends yeah sorry you left the company i can no longer speak to you <laughs> that sounds I mean, insane just, <laughs> it sounds crazy yeah just saying that out loud i mean we're just but the biggest reason like it's about that oh like, that's why i wanted to bring up the whole topic of marks because it's like well, specifically smarks, because everyone's a mark. Because you watch wrestling long enough, you may not have like your like you may not get like your absolute favorite of I am only watching for this single 
uh, wrestler. Mm-hmm. But you're definitely going to gravitate to certain ones. Like there'll be certain teams you like or individual wrestlers you like. Uh, it may not be your absolute favorite, but they're the ones of like, hey, I particularly watch. I make sure I watch Raw or SmackDown or Dynamite or Rampage because of this person. Mm-hmm. And um, so everyone's a mark. It's when you hit smart because there's a there's a difference between like wanting to know and having want to have a deeper knowledge of something you're passionate about. And then it's almost like it's like you it's almost like you want to ruin the experience for yourself. And that has never made sense to me. It's kind of like, in a way, telling kids that Santa isn't real. Even if they already know that Santa's not real. Like, yeah, it's sort of like that weird rubbing it in of like, yeah, dude, I get it. Like, yeah, you understand this aspect of the business, but you don't understand the industry. Exactly, because you're not in it, and if once you're in it, you will. I mean, and uh, I say you can't learn about it because there's a ton of books, especially from wrestlers like that know what they're talking about, like Bret Hart's book and Mick Foley's books and Jericho's books. Guys that uh, really know what they're talking about, and uh, uh, you can still learn a lot, but it's just that whole like when you hit the point that like, I think that's a great example is the, cause when you said the Santa, you know, Santa isn't real. It's like, yeah, it's like the people who like to remind you the undertaker's real name is Mark Calloway. It's like, do you want a cookie? Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You know, a person's name. <laughs> yeah. You, you put, like we ooh. joked earlier, it's like you, Ooh, someone has access to Google. <laughs> yeah. The, the guy that, uh, that you mentioned that would call CM Punk Phil, which like, that's just weird, dude. Like, go yeah, away. What are you gaining? <laughs> what are you gaining from doing that? And uh, like, you're trying to prove your besties or something. <laughs> yeah, it, I've never understood it, and that's the kind of thing. Or the people who you see. A, okay, here's. I know some, you might be thinking, "Oh, you're walking around this." All right. What makes me mad is. People will fantasy book a ton, which is, as we've said in previous episodes, nothing wrong with that on the on it on on its face. But what they'll do is, they will fantasy book, like let's say, let's use a match that happened in the last couple of months: Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. They will fantasy book like fifty different scenarios, which is fine. I mean, that's I mean that shows me you like what you see, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But then whatever WWE ends up actually doing, instead of looking at it as, did that make sense in the moment? It's, well, you didn't pick one of my 50 options. It's like, well, yeah, you don't work for them. Yeah. You're a fan. And I, I love when people like kind of go through what they would like to see. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, like you've said, and like we've discussed before. But... It's when people assume that their ideas are the only good ideas is when I start to get annoyed because and there's a million different possibilities of how something can end. And Absolutely. And <sighs> that's another thing of like miles long exp- uh, examples of like uh, it's kind of like a, 
especially when someone turns either heel or babyface, and people are like, well, I don't know how I feel about this. And then it, about a month later, you're like, you couldn't see them as anything else. Mm-hmm. And, but, and the thing is too, and, I, and the reason why I get mad about that is people will fancy book to the point that they have like the next five years booked, which look, if you want to go in that kind of extent, you want to be the equivalent of the person who shows up with five pages of a backstory for your D and D character. Cool. As a, as a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also as a DM, I ain't reading all that. So I, uh, I do though. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I will read it. I ain't going to remember all of it. Cause I have 500 other things I got to remember. I use but, it as um, a source sometimes like quick side note. Like I had my characters, like I told them to, uh, I had my players. I'm like, you know, don't give them too much background. Cause your character is probably not going to survive. And then like halfway through this short campaign, I was like, you know what? Give me some backstory. Give, give me some backstory. And, and some of them wrote pretty extensively, but not too much. And they're like, I'm sorry. I was like, no, 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 this is fine. <laughs> wrong with that. Like, Giving good yeah. information. It's when you're, I, I just meant like the meandering of like the equivalent of like the anime that has an entire season. That's just filler. But, yeah. um, Ugh, God, <laughs> but yeah, where it's just like, yeah, that could have been an, it's the, that could have been an email, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but they'll book it like that. So what will happen is you'll see someone, you'll see a match, especially like a match on like just one of the weekly shows and you'll see, let's just use an example. You'll see like a uh, Lev Morgan lose a match mm-hmm. and people will be like, they're burying her. It means this, because then it's going to lead to that, and that, and that. I'm like, and then they'll get so worked up about it that whatever they were trying to actually plan for Liv, in this example, suddenly the fans are either booing or cheering when they're when that clearly wasn't the intended goal. Uh, and it's like, it's just all topsy-turvy. And it's just like, y'all bash companies for not doing long-term planning, but then you all freak out at every tiny step. Yeah. You don't trust them to actually tell the story. You're like, I want long-term storytelling. They're like, okay, we're going to do that. And then they're like, no. Yeah. And <laughs> what do you want? It drives me up a wall. And that's why I just, I applaud like Tony Khan, Triple H, and I don't know the names of the people at like Triple A or New Japan, but I applaud them for having to have the patience to deal with that. Yeah. Cause that can't be easy. Yeah. Well, they've been doing it for so long. Well, Tony Khan is relatively new to it, but they've been doing it for so long that I think they're just like, dude, we're going to do it our way. But like, if it gets loud enough to a certain point where like, it might be in our best interest to shift gears. Sure. Maybe, you know, like every once in a while, someone gets it, you know, like so popular that you kind of have to switch gears a little bit. Becky being hey, a perfect example. Becky being, and oh, actually, even better, uh, her husband, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He became such a heel, he circled back around a baby face. Yeah, it's it's so funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, it's like, going to be the endless cycle of his entire career. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's he becomes such a despicable evil heel that people somehow now love him. And... He'll kick a puppy Even and people man- be like, yeah, it probably deserved it. <laughs> yeah, because the man goes out of his way to try to be a heel. I applaud him for trying to go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. But uh, He's great, but yeah, go ahead. Well, it's just a great example of like, 
or uh, I mean, heck, the New Day, because when they first started off, they were be well, not even boo, they were silent, and so uh, they started acting more heelish, and people initially hated it, mm-hmm. which is like, well, that's the point. That's why they're doing it, and um, I mean, it worked. And of course, we all know the just amazing run the New Day has had. Yeah, like it, it's it, so it's so awesome, dude. Absolutely. And like the match they just had with the Usos trying to defend their streak. Phenomenal. And that was like just the built in rivalry between them and the Usos is like, I know a lot of people compare it to like old tag team rivalries from decades before. And I agree with them. Like that is amazing. And a lot of that is they had to stay the course. Because mm-hmm. especially when the New Day started doing a lot of their goofier stuff, it would have been very easy. For like uh, people in uh, creative positions or whatever to see how the fans were reacting, panic and make them change course. Yeah, but they stuck to their guns on this, and I really respect that. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> I mean, when you're throwing stuff out there like bootios and <laughs> pancakes and like the unicorn horns that look kind of phallic, especially yeah, on a kinda. someone who doesn't. Kind yeah. of phallic. <laughs> I know. Especially when you put it on someone who doesn't have as much hair or is bald, and it's just uh you're sitting there like, yeah. And, uh, Could have thought that one through just a little bit more, but it still works. Like the New Day, oh, I love the New Day. They're one of my favorite acts, like in wrestling. Oh, yeah. I Easily. I think the world of them. And it's because they've managed to do so much with just their sheer talent alone. And they're all like in their own way, like almost all world champions at this point, like Kofi, mm-hmm. Big E, Xavier Woods could, I, I think, but he really wanted to be king of the ring and he did get that. So I'm like, I'm so happy for them. You know, I'm like, oh, they're at this. They're at the point now where they're just like, what have we not done yet? I don't know. I mark out for them full, fully. Admit Same. That. <laughs> Same. I mean, I just, I'm like, if Big E is able to come back, I will be like screaming with everybody else when I hear the music. Yeah. I hope or, so too. Oh. Or I think another way they could do it is instead of just like the New Day kicking in, mm-hmm. it could be Big E doing the intro like he used to. That would be great. Because mm-hmm. that would be a great way to surprise people of like, oh no, I'm like it can't be. And then, yeah, that'd be awesome. But uh, remember when he accidentally hit AJ Lee in the chest when he was warming up? Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was like I think I forget- about that. <laughs> just the fear on his face because he thought that he hurt her, and she's like, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> well, yeah, but she looks like she's so tiny compared to him. So I get where the fear came from because <laughs> he like <laughs> swung back, and she just took it. She's like, "Is that all you got?" And I was like, "All right, <laughs> okay." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Big is a big dude," and she's like, "Not she is little." It'd be like it'd be like if Biggie actually like popped Alexa Bliss. She's only she's literally five foot. Yeah. So it's like, I'd be worried too. <laughs> he but, just comes back and immediately almost injures somebody, like just being big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the point is, it's like when you hold the course, and like, and I'm, this is also me not saying you can't boost something you don't like. Please let your opinions known because that's, I mean, every wrestler has ever been interviewed has said that is how we know if what we're doing is working or not. Mm-hmm. The, the worst thing we can have is silence. Yeah. Oh. So, oh, yeah. From from my previous life of doing stand up, I can confirm silence. I will take booze any day of the week. Yeah. And uh, 
But just where I get upset with Marx is like, and especially because there's like this. I mean, I know, term's been used a lot, but very, but especially on places like Reddit and all that, where a hive mentality very much does take over. Uh, so we talk about in the Roman episode, like what that man had to go through to finally be liked. I mean, like actually liked, not booed because oh, we don't like your push or we don't like your creative. Mm-hmm. They just they so they hated him, the person, and. It was, I think that's finally what got me to stop. Like, I think that's when I finally, like, fully separated from online wrestling. Mm-hmm. Was, the like, how they just could never give Roman credit. And, and the thing is, too, is, like, because I watched how with, like, with Smarks, they, cause I, like, there'd be, like, YouTube channels or podcasts I would listen to, to that would talk about pro wrestling. And they start off, like, Talking kind of like how we do of like, we're just, you know, they're just talking about stuff they like, stuff they don't like, and they're, and they're funny and I'm laughing. And then over time, I watched them get more cynical and jaded. Yeah. Cause it's almost like it infected them. And I'm just like, is this even fun for you anymore? Yeah. Well, the moment it stops being fun, in my opinion, anytime you stop having fun talking about something that you used to love that's when you got to stop just in general. Yeah. At the very least, take a break. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same it's like, like with film criticism too. I, I think in a lot of spaces, like I, I see people who just like, they can't accept the fact that someone has a different opinion of a movie that they either love or hate. And yeah. this perfect example, I know that you don't really watch these movies. Well, I made you watch one, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the Halloween series, the new Halloween trilogy, I really like it. Do I think it's perfect? No. Do I think any perf- movie is perfect? No. But that's not the point. Like, you can offer criticism of a movie and how you feel it works and doesn't work without trying to say, like, oh, well, objectively, this is bad, and if you like it, you're stupid. And that just oh, just drives me nuts, because I'm like, oh, same. do you even like movies at this point? Like, you can just be like, hey, this didn't work for me, but if it worked for you, like, I'm glad you enjoyed it instead of just like, this is so bad. And if you like it, you're bad. Like that's kind of what it has devolved into it. Especially with like Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Like people are just so like, if you don't agree with my opinion, I'm going to treat you like you're stupid. And I hate that. I was like, you can enjoy a movie or dislike a movie. And just honestly, at this point, keep it to yourself. (laughs) Cause like I'm tired of like hearing these opinions of like, Oh, well I actually, have better taste than you i know movies better than you do like dude i work in the industry like but if someone doesn't like a script that i like i'm i don't bring up like oh well i have a master's in this like no one cares like you gotta like respect other people's opinions and just understand that your experience is not all going to be the same regardless of how like deep your knowledge of the lore is yeah uh but i i I agree with that of like, cause it reminds me of the, uh, I was on a stream of watching Maximilian and he, uh, he's went, guys, you gotta understand whatever thing you legitimately hate. And you could have very, and he's of course, he's talking like movies and games mm-hmm. and he's like, you could have very legitimate reasons for disliking the game and, or disliking the movie. Because I guarantee there is someone out there that loves it with every fiber that you hate it. 
And and he goes, and the reverse. And the, the example he used, they always that cracked me up, but I get where he's coming from. He goes, there are people out there that hate the Back to the Future trilogy. And there are people out there that hate the Alien movie. Which, if you know Max, those are like his two favorite things. And because I guarantee you, there are people that hate the Alien movies and hate Back to the Future. And he goes, you know what? That's their opinion. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I disagree, <laughs> but like, I also respect that that's your opinion. Like, yeah. <laughs> And wow, that's see where... how easy that was? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's where, I don't know, I think the, I mean, that'll devolve into a whole different conversation. I think the whole, like, that's where I think the whole, like, uh, upvotes and all that, likes, whatever, hearts, whatever your particular, whatever the particular site uses, mm-hmm. I think that's what feeds into it a tiny bit. Because then you're just trying to come up with what response do other people want to hear? Yeah. Versus what's actually your opinion. And uh, yeah. Uh, and that's where I'm just like, that's where, because I have literally watched people go from loving a wrestler to hating them for stupid reasons. Heck, we were talking about that where we recorded of how uh, there's a reason why in the territory days, as dumb as it sounds, and still works a little bit to this day. Giving a guy a really beautiful like, and whether they're dating in real life or not, but just on screen, have them look like they're a couple, heal immediately. Mm -hmm. And if they're already a heel, even more so, especially if they're like a cowardly heel, oh my gosh, it's nuclear. If they have like, if somebody's like, what do you mean they're married to a beautiful woman? And you're like, why does that matter? I I think that people... We talked about this beforehand, but I think people don't like when they're, and I'm just going to say this because I'm sure that a lot of people like, you're not a bad person for immediately like having like a certain set of feelings towards like, I don't know, ideas like a celebrity crush, I guess you could say you can have a crush on a celebrity, but I think it's really weird when people like if they get married or have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or something and you get mad like that's weird dude it is weird touch grass i'm <laughs> not sorry like you can have a no, crush I... on a celebrity everybody does at some point or on somebody that they idolize or look up to it's normal but the moment that you can't separate your crush from the reality of life is weird like yeah. once your fantasy gets broken by the fact that they have a girlfriend because you thought you had a chance with them like and you take that as a personal slight to the point that you start making it like personal yeah <sighs> I don't like that's weird to me no, and I, it, I, that happens it, a lot with wrestling where it's like this guy's got a hot wife I hate him and now, like I will say the only time that like that not gonna say Oh, not acceptable is the right word, but it makes more sense. It's when they use that in their promos of saying, look, right. my wife's hotter than yours. Right. And I'm better yeah, than you. That's usually <laughs> what happens because people get mad that they're like, you have a hot wife and like you're hanging out with them. And then they play into it like The Miz yeah. and like mo- more recently, Sammy Guevara. Yep. Which that I mean, like he's always more natural of a heel. I think I think he just really excels 
like as a bad guy, which is like more yeah. of just like that's like his personal like. He very much has that punchable face ability, which is what a heel needs. Right. And he's really good at being like, oh, you hate me. I don't care. Like it's that's a special talent on itself. And they play into it now, you know, like they make out in front of the crowd and the crowd boos him and everything. And I was like, gosh, <laughs> that's all you got to do, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> We've said many times pro wrestling is weird of what works. Right. And I think that for the most part, people just boom because they want to see him as a bad guy. But it's hard to tell sometimes because there are people who are like, well, oh, I just hate him because of that. And it's like, why? Like. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, unless you find a way to turn into a meme like Carl Anderson did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he turned the whole hot wife bit into a meme and it was hilarious. Right. That's funny. But like <laughs> it's I think it's sometimes like and, and it's a smaller subsection, of course. I'm not saying like everybody who boos him or whatever when he does that feels that way. I'm sure a lot of people like are healthy, normal people. It just yeah. there there's it's hard to tell sometimes when it's just like booze are raining down on somebody and you're like you notice the turning point and like maybe it's just my deduction and I could be wrong by the way I'm also not an expert I'm not a brilliant analyst you guys listen to me I don't know why but <laughs> <laughs> I like I noticed that and it's a pattern I've seen a lot of times where like you see somebody immediately start to become the bad guy the moment they get married or the moment yes. that like you see their wife and you find them attractive and you're like, my fantasy is broken. I must get angry. Like, I don't know, man. I think that's kind of weird, but it, yeah, it also it's like that. It, 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 I was like, this kind of reminds me what happened with Seth Rollins when Becky had to take time off to uh, go be a mom. And everyone's like, wait, but then that means I'm like, dude, they're like married. What did you think they were doing? Yeah. What? <laughs> Becky uh, pregnant? Like, yeah. What? That's what they just said. <laughs> I'm like, I know. What, what, what do you mean? I was like, they're married. I mean, clearly they want to have kid. Well, at least a kid. Don't know. They want multiple, but they want to uh, have kid. Quote, Caleb yeah. Mecklemore. <laughs> I, I was also kids. Up, I was like, I don't know if they want more than who knows. But once again, clearly they wanted to be, have a family. So like, how do you think we got there? Are you yeah. older than 13? How do you think we got there? Yeah. Well, it was you just see, funny that like Caleb, when two people <laughs> love each other very much. They... I always think of that 70s show when Hyde <laughs> stops. They don't have to love each other. <laughs> when two people. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The... <laughs> I was like, I actually don't have a follow up response to that. <laughs> but, uh, no, but yeah. But I just laugh because, I mean, obviously the big reason Seth turned heel was a bunch of factors, but that was one of them. And I always made me laugh. And, yeah. um, but that's pretty organic. Yeah, uh, but like I said, just to the point, and I know you're thinking, oh, well, but if it's just a small section, the reason why I get onto it is because internet wrestling has grown, which, duh, because the internet has grown. And uh, my fear, honestly, is I'm a lifer. So even if I go stretches not seeing pro wrestling, I'm never going to give it up completely. It's, yeah. it, they got their hooks in me. I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. So like, I... I look forward to convincing my wife to be like, yes, our children are going to watch pro wrestling. I don't care. Yes, I'm going to teach them how to do a flying elbow. But um, uh, <laughs> Do a Styles Clash on their younger sibling. Yes, or how to do like, <laughs> we're at a pool, how to do an RKO into the pool. And, no, um, and not get injured. <laughs> that's the key. But, um, <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
but yeah, so like, but my fear is you'll see people, and like great examples, it just finally, I, I probably popped in my head again. There was this woman, I think, I can't remember the name of the celebrity, but it was a higher, it was a popular celebrity that just tweeted something about WWE and how like they liked a particular pay-per-view that just happened. Mm-hmm. The responses of people being like, oh, you should watch, like, oh, uh, AEW is so much better. Oh, y'all, you should watch this. Like, if you think that's good, this Wrestle Kingdom is so much better. And blah, and it's like. Was it Kat Dennings? I think so. Yes. Yeah, because I, I follow her. She's funny. And, like, I saw that response. I was like, oh, cool. They like wrestling. And that was, like, my only response to it. <laughs> good. No, that, bless you that you did not have to, like, because I unfortunately saw the, oh, what it was is people just, I mean, and do I think part of it's cherry picking? Sure, because it makes good posts. But mm-hmm. uh, I also know just from a few of the wrestlers I do follow, some of the comments they get, like, good Lord. But um, even someone like who's, whose uh, Instagram is as innocent as can be, like Asuka, who literally just posts memes. Yeah. Especially a lot of Simpsons memes, and they crack me up. They're, they're <laughs> funny. They're like, well, Simpsons memes in general are just top tier. But go on. Of course. Yeah. Well, my favorite thing is too, like, she'll make her own, like, not just like reposting stuff she felt like, make her own. I'm like, you're really good at this. So I was like, I did not think this is where a common ground was going to be, but here we are. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but like, I saw that response to Kat Dennings, and people were even saying, like, how is this supposed to encourage people to watch pro wrestling? You're basically telling people, if you get into this, you're going to be dealing with a bunch of whiny people that are going to tell you why what you think sucks and why what they like is superior. And of course, I mean, and of course I'm going to get started when wrestlers that they're just doing their job of mm-hmm. like posting uh, maybe something from their match. Yeah. Like, um, like a moment, which is like, duh, you should. Cause that's, it's just smart. Unless you're someone like Moxley, who's just like, what's social media? But I respect that. Right. <laughs> right. Well, he's just, uh, that just is not his personality. And I think that almost, that's why the, re- he doesn't need it. The, like, no, no, no. That's, that's why I respect it. Because like, it perfectly fits the, like, I don't, I don't know how to put it. But like, anyone that like knows, Mo- like that has seen Moxley on TV, it's like, you would know what I mean of like, or what we both mean of, doesn't fit him. Makes sense. He never like the only reason we ever know what he's doing is because his wife posts something, right? And, well, even like Undertaker uh, was not really much of a a social media person, but that fit his aura. And, absolutely. That's why I didn't do interviews until like the last couple of years of his lo- of not life of his career. Yeah, and because uh, he was afraid he was going to kind of diminish the aura. And honestly, especially back when he first started, he would he was right. It absolutely would have. So he made the right call. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad that he does now, but yes, you know, just because it's like, it's cool. Like the last ride documentary was really cool, but phenomenal. Yeah. You you don't always get to see that like from a lot of people. And and the fact that he waited was probably a good thing because now it's like, well, you know, he's had his career. He's like, well, if I want to talk now, I'll talk now. And he, he could have not, but he chose to. And also he has hindsight on all those things. Like, Things that he would have said in the moment that nowadays he looks back and goes, oh, okay, here's what actually happened. Or, okay, that moment worked out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, so, him, him talking about that match with 
I mean, dude, him and Goldberg when they just had the worst possible luck. Oh, I know. In Saudi Arabia. And he like talked about that and he was like, you know, they weren't blaming each other. They were just like, dude, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And like, oh, yeah, no, Goldberg many times is like, I wasn't trying to kill Taker. Please, why on earth would I want that on my resume? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you really, you really think that I would want that? Like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, it goes, dude, the guy has a family like I do. He has kids. Like, I don't want to take a dad away and a husband away. But and... if he didn't, I would have killed him. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> But um, I just want to point that out because it's like for lifers like me and like guys who've really become big fans like yourself, we're in. I just don't like when you see Marks and Smarks acting like that. It's just like it makes people not want to get involved. Mm-hmm. And this isn't me saying because look, every fan base has a lot of passion and people in it. But there is something about wrestling fans where it's just like there's something different about it because I think it's because now that the curtain has basically just been like destroyed, burned, and buried, and we get to see almost everything at this point, uh, it's almost like I like I said, like the, the toxicity you'll see, or just like the mean spiritedness you'll see with wrestling fans. It's just different. Cause like, what I compare it to is like with the NFL. Cause like, for instance, some of the funniest things is NFL memes and especially like rivals, like me being a giants fan. So the NFC East where we all equally hate each other. And, but we've come up with really funny memes or at least try to, cause you know, results may vary. Because we still want to laugh at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we, we still want to enjoy ourselves just a little bit. Yeah. And there's a point with wrestling, and th- I think that's the way to put it. There's a point where I'm like, with wrestling fans, I'm like, are you even trying to enjoy this? Or are you just complaining to complain? Yeah. And, and also, this is not something that's specific to wrestling. I, I think that's important to note. Like, Oh, absolutely not. Wrestling, it's a little bit... You know, it's slightly different just because it's like live broadcast weekly. Like it's such an active fan base in such like an intense way that like, I think it's just more noticeable in that regard because like, if you really look at it, like there's not many things like pro wrestling and I'm, I'm sure that, yeah. you know, people don't need us to tell them that, but well, I think, cause I think about like with wrestlers, you kind of get a much more direct, like impact on my wrestlers and on, stories than you do in anything like with movies for example the the fans can vote with their wallets as the saying goes and if a movie bombs that will tell the studios hey we need to do something else or yeah. we clearly need to change something yeah uh, change, change approach change this change that and like yeah with and wrestling sometimes you can do it in the middle of it yeah yeah it, it, it would be like if you were able to change a movie halfway in production because of the fan reaction. Yeah. And, and pro wrestling, you get to, oh, play, there's tons of stories where, uh, I mean, how many huge rivalries were supposed to just be one-offs? Like, I'll, uh, first one pops in my head was Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. Yep. Yeah. That's a that's supposed to just example. be a one-off. Mm-hmm. And when they saw the reaction from the fans, they're like, hold on. And Shawn was like, we have something here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Which, I mean, they've had, amazing matches in the past before too like wrestlemania 19 immediately comes to mind yes but just something about that rival like the way they set it up i think it's like they realized 
wait, I think people want to see us have a full arc here. Mm-hmm. And boy, were they right. Yeah. And, and initially the arc was supposed to be just like to go to the next pay-per-view, which is fine because that's a great way to kind of test the waters to see if people it's like, do you really want more of this? Or you just want to watch this fight a couple more times. Sometimes it's just that. And, but then when they got to that next pay-per-view and they saw how much people were just eating it up, I think both of them, that's when they looked at each other and then looked at Vance and were like, this could go to WrestleMania. Yeah. And it deserved to. I, <laughs> like, yeah. and, that's my opinion. And boy, yeah, and to this day, like, at Jericho, I mean, shoot, at this point in his career, he's basically fought everybody. And, yeah. And he still points out that uh, rivalry because he said he grew up watching Shawn Michaels sort of have an amazing rivalry with a man he considered like his one of his uh, inspirations mm-hmm. was like everything for him. Yeah. And uh, there's a built in story there. And I just, I don't know. I have so much respect for Chris Jericho, like especially mm-hmm. like his mind for the business, like from what, you know, I I've seen a bit, obviously like I'm not an insider, but listening to his podcast and seeing, you know, how he interacts with younger talent and how he has built younger talent, especially in AEW too. Like I think when people saw him win the world title, I was like, that is a really good call because he's going to really, really boost a lot of younger people, especially like, you know, people like MJF people like Mm -hmm. even Mox, like Mox is like 30 something like, Mox is not that old. <laughs> no, no. especially by today's guy. standards yeah. where wrestlers are going later and later into life. Right. And you notice it's because a lot of them have a, a little bit safer of a style, which, wow, it's almost like if you take care of your body and yourself, you will uh, not get injured. And yeah. and that's not, <laughs> I, a, I, that's not a dig either. Like, I, no, you know, I, I really I just When you said that, that, I started way. thinking of, I just got the flashback to the Miz mm-hmm. eviscerating Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Right, yeah, and and Daniel Bryan, even Daniel Bryan, like, you see him, like, he still is Daniel Bryan, he still wrestles hard and tough, and, like, he still has his style, but you notice that he doesn't just launch himself, you know, and a lot of people... He's adjusted, and I'm so happy he has, because, like, dude, you have a wife and child now, adjust, please. Yeah, Yeah. and, like, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell people how to wrestle. I just like seeing people who are older of age... Number one, get treated with respect. Number two, like as they should, because like yeah. you should always respect people who've been in your industry and can give you advice and can help you and can make you better because, well, they know more than we do always. Like, I'm just saying, like, we might not always oh, yeah. agree with their opinions on stuff, but when it comes to this, we should always listen to people who know more than we do. And mm-hmm. seeing them have longer careers, longer in ring careers, and the ability to, continue on and be healthy and happy i love seeing that and i love seeing that they've you know as time has gone on like it's unfortunate that people have gotten hurt and that people die young and to me like when you die in your 60s that's young like i I think that's young and wrestling's hard on your body and it it sucks seeing that because i don't want to see that for people but seeing people being able to have you know sustenance in their career i think is really really nice and seeing older people you know like ageism kind of dying a little bit because people can still invest and you know enjoy their characters in a very physical contact sport it it makes me happy that was a bit of a rabbit trail but that's something i wanted to point out because when i said that when i see people wrestling safer it's not a dig at all i just love seeing people not get injured (laughs) i don't i don't want to see someone die in the ring Mm -hmm. like 
you can like a match we talked about at great length because we both loved it, and it's obviously it is it's spectacle it's pure spectacle was from the last WrestleMania with Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn pure spectacle. Oh yeah, there was but was it super? Fu- oh my gosh, like it was so fun, and uh, I mean shoot, even though there was some crazy moments. The Pat McAfee matches he's had so far, and uh, so like there's a there's a there's a merit to doing like you know the crazy like four fifty splash five times in a match. Sure, that looks cool, but if maybe toning it down a little bit, where you can still tell me a great story without having to kill yourself, I'll take it, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll take that every time. You don't have to destroy your body for my entertainment. That just that is a, I mean, when you say it out loud like that, you suddenly realize like, oh. <laughs> and, yeah, it, uh, it sounds so much more aggressive. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it suddenly sounds like, are we back in like the Roman Empire? Like, I'm not, I'm not Caesar. But yeah. um, no, I'm uh, just, I'm just happy that like, I, I think that people, I, I enjoy that people respect the industry, but can still get invested in the storylines. That to yes. me is like the perfect happy medium of like, you understand certain aspects. You don't understand the business as well as the people in it, but you can still respect, understand the craft to whatever extent possible and invest emotionally in these people. Even when you know that like it is predetermined in terms of the outcome, that to me is really special. And when you can respect that, enjoy it, love this, love the sport, and support the people that you want to get behind, that's awesome. It doesn't always need to be more than that. No, I mean, there, I remember one time there was a, I can't remember, I can't remember if it was Al Snow or might have been Ted DiBiase. One of them texted, I mean, tw- texted, tweeted something of like, basically trying to say like, take yourself back to like when you were a kid, it was like all new to you. And like the wonder that like, or they're like, whenever you first started watching wrestling, and like first getting into it, whatever age that was. And kind of like the wonder and awe you had because it was this new thing that you were getting into and really enjoying. And he's like, go back to that. Stop. It basically tries like, stop trying to like basically ruin it for yourself by overanalyzing it. Mm-hmm. And all the responses were like, oh, so you just want me to turn my brain off and be stupid and not see all these like very clear plot holes. And I'm like, not what he meant. That's not yeah. what he meant. <laughs> not even remotely what we're saying. <laughs> they're just, like, there's a certain, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. There's like a way, like, I don't want to tell people there's a right way to consume art because that sounds pretentious. Oh my oh, gosh. Very. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is, <laughs> stop me. But, I think that if you stop enjoying something because you're just trying to break it down, like, why even bother watching it? Like, if you're watching a movie, like, I have worked on movies. You guys know this. I say it every time. Like, I'm always like, oh, and as a screenwriter, like, it's a running joke at this point. But I still love watching movies because I want to invest in them emotionally. I 
view stories as stories. And even when I can watch them and be like, oh, there's a continuity error, I do that way too much because I've been a script supervisor. Like, it's, <laughs> I laugh a little bit. I was like, I just noticed a continuity error. But I still invest and watch things because I love the stories behind them. I love appreciating and supporting the craft that has made me who I am as a person today. I might notice it, but that never stops me from being like, hey, I love this. And if I ever stop loving it, ooh, like that would suck. But like I can be critical sometimes of something when I'm like, yeah, you know, I expect a little bit more. But why, if you seem to hate it so much, like just don't watch. Just Yeah, there's a certain point <sighs> where you do need. And here's the thing. And some people are like, well, if enough of us did that, I'm like, then it was like, then yeah it would force them to have to change something because then they would look up and go, we're clearly doing something incorrect. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what, and that's where I sometimes like get shocked. I'm like, isn't that what you want? Yeah. Like if, if, if they're like, well, there's so many of us that dislike what they're doing. So should we all stop watching? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because then it would force them to have to go, Hey, clearly something's not connecting with the fans. Let's work on that. And yep. then they would improve or at least try something different, trying to win you back. And that's where I'm just like, isn't that what you want at the end of the day? Yeah. Like, that's what I would want. That's like, but I also know that sometimes, like, especially over the last couple of years, there's been decisions where I'm like, I don't agree with that. I think that's a bad decision. But I'm also like, you know what, though? I'm also not the booker, I'm also not the writer. I'll give him a chance. I get mad, and when I don't like what I'm seeing, I'll stop watching unless something draws me back sometimes. I'll still follow, and I'll, I'll still, like, keep along with it to see kind of, like, you know, if the guys that I love supporting are still watching, or I'll selectively choose what I will and won't watch. That's that's just my choice, and it's because, like, if I don't like it, I'm not going to sit there and make myself miserable. <laughs> like, yeah, like, okay, just to, and this is something that's obviously not just pro wrestling. I think, I'm not going to say it started with pro wrestling, but I feel like that's kind of where it, it's where this this thing I'm about to say is like it's where it kind of like morphed and then like just continued into everything else. And that's I, I don't understand the idea of hate watching. Yeah. That blows my mind. And I'm like, the only time I could ever understand someone hate watching is if you're being paid really well for it. Yeah. Well, like, even it just in criticism too. I know there's a lot of rabbit trails on this, but like in film criticism, like if you're hate watching something or if you're not like you don't have to be a fan of something to try and view it subjectively and like tr treat it like a piece of art. You're like, yeah, this isn't for me. But if I maybe view it from the lens of someone who does like something like this, maybe this works for them. Like comedy wrestling is not my favorite thing in the world unless it's the Sami Zayn Johnny Knoxville match, which I have friends who are not wrestling fans who loved that because it's perfect just the way it is. Yes. but. There's some things for me where I'm like, yeah, that's not for me. But someone yeah. might like that and really enjoy it. And I think that if you're watching something and if you're a critic and if you feel attacked by this, good. I, <laughs> well, you, I think a great way to put that, too. It's like I remember I heard someone that was like some people like their favorite kind of thing is watching guys like FTR. Mm -hmm. who are very technical, very. I mean, they're literally called follow the rules. Yeah. I love and, FTR. Uh, they're awesome, but they're not everybody's and, cup of tea. Yeah, and other someone else is like, it's not really my thing. But the guy goes, I could watch six hours of Dan Housen doing his like shtick. Same. And there's Same. other people who do not like him because yeah. that's just not their thing. Yeah, 
it's that is what it is. Danehausen is an exception for me because him and well, the whole Hookhausen thing I think is amazing. That was so funny. <laughs> I I love that, and I, I'm able to get more into things, especially if it's I'm like, oh no, this works. I like this, but you know, I I'm not. Oh, everything is perfect, and yeah. I, I, I think I with like, a lot of it, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, I was gonna say I think a lot of it too because we I we're gonna talk about some, a topic like this because it's very. Uh, it's not as like well contained because it's not like we're covering a pay per view or a movie or something where there's like a very clear like here's the bullet points. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it boils down to is that when you talk when you think about a movie, like pick any genre: action, horror, comedy. Like you know, there are certain things you have to do or that needs to be in it in order for that movie to be considered good in that genre. Now, of course, there's plenty of people who will flip the movie on its head or they'll do things differently. But you'll notice even those people who look like rule breakers, they're actually still following the rules. They just found a different way to follow them. Mm-hmm. But uh, wrestling is one of those where it's just like, it's kind of that golden question of what constitutes a good pro wrestler. And there isn't, the only real thing is you got to at least be a decent worker. Mm-hmm. After that, it's so subjective. Yeah. It's it's hard to like, I don't know, because it you want to be able to like enjoy all things equally. When I go into every single match that I watch, I go, I want this to be an awesome match. That mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. If someone's like, oh, this is gonna be bad, and I've just accepted that, like, okay, sure, that that's your opinion. But I'm always gonna give it the best possible chance to be like, maybe this will be great. Maybe I'll really like this. Maybe we'll be really lucky, and I'll feel that this is like, you might even like this match more than you realize. And yeah circling back to the whole hate watching thing too. Like if you don't like something and you still give it an honest shot and you go, yeah, it wasn't for me, but like I, I tried cool. That's, oh, yeah, that's know, fair. That's fair. But if you go into something knowing you hate it, intent on hating it, no matter what, even if it's much better than you anticipated and you just, you're like, I'm not a fan of this. So I'm just going to hate it to begin with. Like that's like, why, why bother? Yeah, that's not- I keep saying that over and over again, but that's like, the big overarching point is like, if you hate this, don't watch it. Like if yeah, you don't like, like where a, you are, leave. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's like with a, there'd be musicians or like reality shows that people just like really bash on. I'm just like, and people are like, what you like it? Like, no, I think that particular show is bad. Or I really don't like that musician. They're like, Oh, so you agree with me? I'm like, no, I just don't bother with it. Yeah. It's, like, just, it's just not for me and I'm not going to watch it. And that's okay. Like, I don't expect everybody to like metal music. I love metal music, but if someone's like, yeah, it's not for me, I'm like, all right, cool. Then I'm not going to make you listen to it. Like <laughs> I, an example with us is like the movie came out recently is nope. And you're, you're, you were super excited for it and enjoyed it. And you're asking me about it. And I'm just like, I know that movie's probably gonna be great. I'm sure it's gonna be well-made. I just no, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not, not your movie and if you ever get to watching it and you like it cool but i'm not going to bully you into being like watch it now like <laughs> yeah and i think that's where wrestling fans get into a point where they're just like because they're very much the like well you liked this and you need to then you should like this even better because clearly you just have poor taste or a low bar and it's like oh, i don't know maybe it's just because maybe i it's from the fact that I became 
a big, you know, became the Goldberg mark that I am. And I know how the internet feels about him, depending on what day of the week you're talking. Yeah. And so I've had to like, I had to quickly learn all of this just based on who I like. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously it's like, yeah, I liked, like, especially like uh, in WCW, I like the Goldberg matches for the spectacle of like, came in, destroyed someone in 30 seconds, moved on. Yeah. That's all seven, eight-year-old me needed. Yeah, and that's <laughs> fun. I like people, oh, especially if you're like one of those wrestling fans who's like, oh, well, technical wrestling is the only good wrestling. And if you like the other styles of wrestling, you're not a real wrestling fan. Like, gag, please. Yeah. I Like, I love technical no, no. wrestling. It is not the only wrestling I want to watch. Sometimes I want to watch people just beat the tar out of each other. Sheamus and Gunther. Oh, my God. That those is an guys awesome should... match. Oh my! And the best part, like the way and the way that both factions got involved, like phenomenal. Just Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. I knew obviously Sheamus was not going to win, but man, they made that a war. Oh, I would have been so happy if he did though. Like I, I've been a Sheamus fan for a long time. I've marked out for Sheamus for a while. And oh yeah, and that's another wrestler. Until recently, the internet loved to hate. Yeah, I don't know why. I I think like. Maybe it was because of, like, you know, when he first started and, like, the way he won WWE Championship or whatever. But, like, that's a long time to hold a grudge. I don't, exactly. I don't know. It's that, weird. No, that's where it gets weird for me. Like, I could understand back then. Like, and for those that don't know, like, that's, like, 2009. Like, that's how, and you're saying, like, that's a long time ago. Exactly. But, um. This man was in ECW. Like, the WWE CW. And yes. I, like, I never understood the hate because it's, like, he's a brawler style. And they're, like, well, like, that's not for me. If, you, if that's what you say, okay, I get That's that. fine. But I can still yeah. watch it. Like, if I didn't like the brawler style, fortunately I do. If I were to watch it and be like, oh, this isn't for me, but, like, he's very good at this and I can see why people like this, cool. But, like, I think he's finally starting to get that recognition because I'm just going to say it. Sheamus is a good wrestler, and he has been for a long time. <laughs> like, No, it's, it's, it's very much like that, mo- that moment from the Joker. It's like, what, you really think Sheamus is a good wrestler? Yes, and I'm tired of pretending like he's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best way to put it. Like, it's people hated John Cena for the longest time. I get why your frustrations were there. I really do. No, truly. Yeah. But now people are like, okay, maybe we were a little harsh. And it's like, yeah, because John Cena rules. Like, <laughs> he's so well, good at I this. just, my favorite since we're talking about with Seamus is like, because he's a great example of like, because with Cena, you could see where some of it came from because he very much became the poster child of WWE right. for a very long time. So there's a part of me thinking, okay, there's a part of the old like, oh, this is who I'm supposed to like. Well, screw you. Mm-hmm. But with Sheamus, I was sitting there the whole time like, what did this man do? Yeah. Like, I don't understand because uh, the brawler style I like just because I feel like that's the one style that can go with anything because mm-hmm. just. I mean, to put it in the simplest terms, just getting someone who is like, what is your strategy? We're going to punch you until you stop getting up. Yeah, (laughs) that would work. I I think, you know know what it is? I think a lot of hardcore fans have liked Sheamus. I think that he finally just something clicked, I think, when moments came together because, like, the bar was awesome. I I think it's just... Where he was and who he was paired with would make a huge difference. And when you put him with Cesaro, 
Like, oh my god, it's hard to deny Magic. how cool that is. Yeah, like they, it wasn't supposed to be, and then it was, and people were like, okay, this kind of rules. And another <laughs> example of like, you gotta let it pan out sometimes mm-hmm. because they were just kind of thrown in a. I mean, they were kind of just thrown into a a, a rival uh, into a storyline together, kind of like because you know, well, we want to get them on TV because they're both really good, and getting them a chance to you know show off is never a bad idea. Right. And it just developed. And I just love the fact that the bar came together because they literally beat the respect into each other. Yeah. And they, <laughs> that and was always my favorite yeah. part. <laughs> they like literally that's their whole shtick, but it worked because it played to their strengths. And I think that for the longest time, Seamus has been underrated, but I also yes. think that a lot of people have liked Seamus and finally it just putting him up against Gunther, which it's going to be weird calling him Gunther all the time, but that's, I, yeah. yeah, it's, but Hey, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's Yeah. He, that's like a match made in heaven. I was like, yes, they're going to beat the snot out of each other. And oh, yeah. I think people seeing that and just being reminded how good he was, it was perfect timing. It was in the United Kingdom. It just mm-hmm. worked out. And I think that that was just the final, like, yes, Seamus. Yes. Yeah, like, I, and I think a lot more people saw what other people had liked for so long. And maybe if he hadn't clicked for them, he has now. And I love that because Seamus rules, dude. I'm, I'm, oh, he does. He does. <laughs> I, I like one of my favorite moments is the whole, like, it's like Mark Henry doing the Hall of Pain, which will always be scary for me. I don't care how old Mark Henry is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will always be under. I'll always be justifiably terrified of if he was like suddenly uh, angry, but just that moment of Seamus being like, "Boy, I'll fight you." <laughs> so be like, "Yes." <laughs> the way um, and like it's such a simple like just the bro kick. Like I'm a sucker for something like that where it's just like he just kicks you. Like what yeah, more do at you his need? size, <laughs> yeah, at his size, yeah, that's all you need. Uh, <laughs> It's awesome. I just love like when they won the. Uh, they, there's a match that, as the brawling brutes that they won. I can't remember who they beat, but as like they're going up the ramp, you just hear them like, banger after banger after. I was like, where's the lie? Where is the lie? Like he's always been one of those people that like, he's so consistent. He's a workhorse, and I think a lot of people who like that style of wrestling or who like understand and respect that. Have always I like how this just turned into the Seamus episode, <laughs> but <laughs> like people who like yeah, and ahead. respect that and understand how important it is to have someone so consistent and so good and so polished, like, oh, like I, I think finally that moment worked, and I just I love to see something like that, and I love to see the universal like just respect that people start to like have and understand for that. I'm like, yes. Finally, you understand Same. my love for this pale man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it, the reason why it because Seamus was a, was a was a great example of someone that the internet hated. That, like you're saying, you kind of scratched your head, going, "Okay, I don't get why." Because, mm-hmm. like, the initial hatred people had towards Roman's run when he first started getting pushed. You know, when things like Boo the Musical happened and all of that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, but there was also moments where, like I said, he had the Suffering Succotash promo. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Or he had the moment, and he's owned up to it in recent, like, I think in recent months, where, like, that moment where he was staring at the camera, he actually said, he legit forgot what he was supposed to say. And <sighs> Poor guy. <laughs> he, was, he was racking his brain of, like, what am I supposed to say? Oh, my gosh. 
And, uh, or like, what can I say to get out of this? It's like still Please. in character. <laughs> Please and, help uh, me escape this. <laughs> yeah. The worst part is this is him and the interviewer. So there's no like other wrestler that could step in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh man, poor guy. But so when people were upset about that and like, okay, here's a guy who clearly needs to still work on a few things. Why is he in the main event? I understood that. Mm-hmm. And, but like I said, it's just, that's why I think at, at the height of the Roman hatred, one of the few times he got cheered was his short rivalry with Seamus when Seamus cashed in on him. Yeah. And people hated Seamus more than Roman. Yeah. Well, and, they also started to cheer pretty loudly when he beat up Triple H when Triple H came out at that TLC match. Oh, I think the way I heard uh, an online reviewer put it that I loved, it's like he became a Samoan god of destruction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like people <laughs> loved that. They wanted to see that. And I think yeah. that when we finally got a taste of that, we're like, yes, more, more. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, that's why it turned to a small Seamus podcast. Cause he's just been in that. Hmm. Like we're going to hate you, but never tell you why. Cause we don't really know why. Right. Like situation. And it's just like, you just scratch your head. Like, I don't, I want to understand, but I don't. Yeah. And he finally got his uh, flowers though. Oh yeah. No, that's why I'm, when we do have our Seamus episode, we will go into far more detail about why I just adore everything about that. And I'm just glad that, that he gets to do this while building up new guys, which is amazing. Like, no. at his age, with the injuries he's had, like that's all. It, it's like the perfect spot for him to be in, and I love it. Yeah. It's and, like uh, resilient too. Like it's kind of inspiring, like seeing someone deal with all these injuries and kind of like some setbacks from what I've read, obviously. I don't know for sure. Oh yeah. But well, I think in interviews he talked about like his career nearly ended with that neck injury. Yeah, that, that that's kind of more what I was referencing. Like knowing that and just seeing him bounce back and people really start to like get behind him more just organically. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love seeing yeah. that. And that's like that's what I really love about wrestling. It's just moments like that where you see people that you've been behind for a while just, you know, get the respect that they deserve and, you know, people yes. start to get behind them. I think that that's awesome. And that's why I love wrestling. And if yeah. that's something you love about wrestling, too, like, I'm glad that we get to share those moments together because that's, you know, I watch for the stories. I watch for the people and I watch because yeah. I love it. And if you don't love it, like, I mean. Thanks for trying. Yeah, but um, thanks, for, thanks for giving it a shot. But like, if you still watch and you don't love it, I'm sorry, man. I I don't know how to help you. Just yeah, can't help you there. You don't but have to I love was, everything, but yeah. yeah, no, I agree with you on that. But like, uh, I know I've been saying a lot of things I dislike about with, and I said love hate. Where the love comes from, honestly, would be the things like Yeselmania. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Occupy Raw stuff of like them being like, we are going to get Daniel Bryan over. So help us God. Yeah. <laughs> it's what got me into wrestling. That was all of that. Like just that fan swelling, like that support for Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Like I, and that's the reason why Daniel Bryan's always going to be one of my absolute top favorites is because of just what that was and how interactive and like how emotional that was for so many people. And for him, especially like, Oh, special. Yeah, that that's why I uh, came to wrestling. Yeah. Uh, 
but that's why I'm like, as much as fans can like latch on, and as we pointed out with someone like Sheamus, of when they get a beef with you or Cena, they will hold on to it for an ungodly amount of time. Yeah. Unfortunately, the str- the weakness can also be the strength because if they like you, they will hold on to it. Yes, yes, they will. It's <laughs> wrestling fans are a strange bunch, but we we can also be a very passionate and loyal bunch. I mean, a great example of that, since we brought up Daniel Bryan, it's Kofi Kingston. Oh, that was another Kofi mania. Oh, Kofi mania. Like, the fans willing that. But this time, obviously, the I will give the front office some credit of, like, at least with Kofi mania, they jumped on board. They just ran into the, crap, WrestleMania is a long way away. Yeah, it, it ended How up How do we get out. there? And they, they were <laughs> like, you know what? It's Kofi. We should, because Kofi rules. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just like, then you're faced with the problem or, or the uh, situation of how do we extend this to where people don't get bored or impatient? Because this is obviously a WrestleMania moment, and oh, what a moment it was. Yeah. But we have to get there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, I guess, I mean, shoot, another example, Sami Zayn. Yeah. As we talked about him, my goodness, that man is... That man and the fans right now, in the, in the eyes of the fans, can do no wrong. Yeah, and he hasn't and so appara- far. <laughs> yeah, and apparently he is now the official breaker of character. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, I mean, I heard back in the day, apparently, uh, Owen Hart loved trying to get people to break character in promos. Because mm-hmm. he wanted to see if he could do it. <laughs> and apparently he almost got a taker it. Almost got his butt kicked in the back in the back afterwards. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I kind of understand that. But also, like, I do. I, I I completely understand that. Come on, break character. Come on. Oh, I know. It's just like, especially if someone's playing someone so serious, like in the case with Sammy, someone like Roman. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. Well, Roman plays along with it perfectly, especially with the whole Usi thing. Like, oh my god, dude, that was just lightning in a bottle. Like, they played along with that so perfectly. Oh, yeah, that really does show you, too. Like, one, how good Sammy is just as a performer. Because with the rest of the bloodline, like, they all grew up together and obviously, like, you know, cousins and, or in the case of the Usos, like, brothers. Like, so, like, them being able to, like, you know, rag on each other and all that, that's just the natural chemistry you have from knowing each other for so long. Right. The fact that Sammy could come in, and just perfectly be able to be the, you know, wedge that make it even better. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, he, he is really just perfectly kind of like sticking into it and making it happen. And it's, it's happening organically for a lot of people too. Like, I think that like the story's working as intended and yeah. they're playing along uh, with it and making it really work special. I, that's what I think. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like when Roman came out, when they did the leading up to the Logan Paul match at, crown jewel and they had like that press conference or whatever that was and um he comes on there booing them and they start chanting for sammy and he's like you know what because of how y'all are acting you don't deserve sammy (laughs) (laughs) you can't have him (laughs) yeah because you you wouldn't acknowledge me you don't get sammy (laughs) gosh it's oh it's amazing and another thing too is kind of like the one thing I want to end off with, you know, for this episode is sure. just Roman. 
Like, yeah. In oh general, my gosh. we complained yeah. about Roman for so long because we wanted to see him in a role that we felt would just be, you know, perfect for him. And when we got it, we didn't complain. No, everyone. I mean, I, I will always say because uh, the SummerSlam when he first showed up, mm-hmm. Austin and I like we were watching like we were uh, hanging out and watching the pay per view, and Roman came up. We're like, oh man! And then I, I, of course, he like spears the fiend, which I'm like, duh. I'm like, because at the time you think he's a baby face, so mm-hmm. duh. Then I see him start going around to build up momentum to spear Braun. I went. Oh no, dad's home. He's coming for everybody. <laughs> Daddy's home. <laughs> the moment he took him out, we're like, oh, oh no, oh man. We're like, they're doing it. They're actually doing it. <laughs> yes. It's like that moment oh. in the office when like everyone's like coming, it's like, oh my God, it's happening. Everyone stay calm. <laughs> stay calm. And it, you know what? Like, you know, of course, there's always going to be a couple of people who are like, well, it's n- I don't really like it anymore. And you know what? That's Fair. Fine. That's your opinion. I, you're yeah. literally the thing we circle back to about opinions. Completely fine. I yeah. am just so happy to see him where I always wanted to see him. And I'm not going to complain because he is yeah. so awesome at what he's doing right now. And I'm just stoked that we get to see it. Honestly, Roman might be because Cena went out. I mean, obviously, he still comes back time to time, but he stayed that polarizing figure just because, as we talked about in the Cena episode, you can't turn a guy doing Make-A-Wish heel. Yeah. You just can't. Not going to happen. So, <laughs> no, never in a million years. Like, Cena himself would be like, I will quit before I do that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, with the benefit of hindsight, we're like, yeah, I get it now. Like, <laughs> exactly. But what I'm saying is, Roman to me is like, might be the best example of how, like, the same fans that you can, and this is where my love hate actually, Perfect place to say, like, with ending. The hatred of Roman to the point that Roman was so hated that the impossible, two impossible things happened. (laughs) Current day Rock got booed and Rey Mysterio got booed. Oh, man. Which I didn't know you could do that. I didn't think that was legal. Yeah, but, um, it, it is illegal, but sometimes the law gets broken, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but it's just like an example of like, you go from this person, the fans so hate, like, like every way you could describe heat and hatred, he had it. And, but then like you're pointing out, Austin, when he finally got what we were wanting with him, they're now the biggest supporters of Roman. And those same fans that hated him now love him to death because they're like, this is what we wanted. Yeah. Now, like, you now have our full support. Yeah. And we, I mean, people boo because they're like, well, you're the bad guy. I'm going to boo because I'm invested in this story. You're being a mark. And that's fine because that's what Mm -hmm. we're, you know, it'd be annoying if we were all cheering him as he did horrible things. But we are constantly so invested in his story. We boo and we cheer. And we're just behind him. And I was like, that's a perfect example of Mark's just banding together to, you know, yeah. support and love the thing that we claim to love so much. Yeah. And also showing like, dude, it's okay. They're, the whole like I loved like love to hate. Obviously, most people use that in a much uh, in a pretty terrible way most of the time. Right. But you can love or I guess in the case of pro wrestling, it'd be like a love to boo. Mm hmm. You could be booing someone to death and having the time of your life because it's what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. And that is Roman right now. And it's just, it really is showing you like, 
as much as I do roll my eyes at Smarks, and boy, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just finally hit the age where I'm like, this is not worth fighting anymore. I'm done. But yeah, uh, it's I'm like I'm just gonna enjoy it from my own perspective. But we're just having a conversation because like I do, absolutely I do feel like we've been like yeah you know like this is this is ridiculous. This makes me upset, but also like being a mark is not inherently a bad thing as we've discussed. Like I love no. that we all invest in this and we all love it as much as we possibly can. Yeah. You'll get guys like Christian who like to poke fun at it, but that's just because he's always been kind of naturally like has kind of like that almost like little brother humor of like taking jabs at things. Right. That's why I love about him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, I also want to, like I said, I'm glad we got to talk about this because it's just, uh, as we've said many times, opinions are fine. Being critical is fine. Heck, you can have a dissertation worth. I mean, one, I'd wonder what else you're doing with your life, but you could. And I'd be like, man, almost have that Jack Sparrow moment of like, you need to get a hobby. Mm-hmm. But uh, but also, once again, that's fine. You're If pro wrestling is that much of a passion for you, that well, or I guess like hobby for you, that's awesome. It's when you take it to that point of like where it it ruins the fun for you. And then when you take it to the even worse point of you're trying to ruin the fun for others. Yeah. I I can't get behind that. But I also know at the same time, that level of passion is what leads to amazing moments like WrestleMania, pretty much like WrestleMania 30 or like since Austin, since you were in the crowd and you'll forever remember when Edge's music hit the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, you that's what get, I live for. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get moments like that unless you're passionate and you are a mark. Mm-hmm. Like, so this is not me saying that you being passionate and being critical and being like, well, I don't like where this is going. That's fine. Like, you can voice that opinion. Just like I said, it's for me, the easiest way to put it is like, just don't, when it gets to the point that it's ruining the fun for you and you're, really taking it to the point that you're ruining the fun for others. I, that's when you need to take a break or just kind of have a little bit of self-awareness, whatever you got to do. Yeah. But don't misunderstand. Cause like I said, as we've been talking about with a little, with a few rabbit trails and the almost mini Seamus podcast, <laughs> passion can be a good thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, passion is why we made this podcast. And like in conclusion, like again, your passion is not a bad thing. I, I really want to reiterate that, just like Caleb said. It's the way that you go about expressing and the way that you treat the people in the community with you is what really makes the difference. And I don't want to tell you, you know, like how to feel, what to love, any of that. But we're all in this big community together. And the reason that we fell in love with wrestling, for whatever different reason it is, is what brought us to a lot of these special moments that we continue to fall in love with over and over again. And if we can foster a community of people who love and invest in these things and continue to support like this sport that we love, that's all for the better. And I think we should keep doing that that way because that's what makes this special. Caleb, is there anything you want to add? Just uh, uh, as we all know, if you've been a fan for any length of time, you already know the dumb, well, I would say dumb jokes, but they're not trying to say them, like they say them as like legit jabs and insults of people who don't like pro wrestling. 
So like, you, you, you know, the crap you deal with for being a pro wrestling fan, which is still odd that that's a thing considering how popular it is, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, so my thing is you already know the crap we get from people who don't like it. So let's calm down on the infighting. Yeah. We get enough of it from everywhere else. We're a community. It's we're in a weird way. We're kind of a family. So just yeah. my thought. <laughs> yeah. I, and I thought, like, yeah, like just so like, and you can disagree with like, so like, trust me, Austin and I, we've had very different opinions on various matches. Yeah. But we still are just like, cool at the end of the day. Yeah. It's well, cause we respect each other's opinions and we also both love wrestling. Yeah. And that, like I said, at the end of the day, just, I remember there's a, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he made this like a, uh, almost like musical thing where it was a, a Zelda fan that loves Ocarina of Time and a Zelda fan that likes Link to the Past or arguing with each other, mm-hmm. but like as a musical and it's really funny. <laughs> And at the very end, they just, yeah, yeah, at the very end, they just go, wait, don't we both like this franchise? Like, yeah. Don't we both like video games? Yeah. Why are we fighting then? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) And then their lack of fighting leads to them fighting again, which I'm like, that's beautiful. And uh, but that's at the end of the day, it's like just, like we're all fans here, so let, just know not everyone's gonna just just don't don't be the kind of smart that CM Punk has famously roasted. I'll end it there. Yeah, that's fair. And guys, we are thankful that you're our fans. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for continuing to listen. And don't forget, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Overcast. We are on your web browser. We're everywhere. You can hide from us. And we love that you're fans. We love being passionate about this with you. We hope that you continue to listen and support us. We really appreciate the support. And remember to share and listen and like. We're going to put more videos up on YouTube. I've just been really busy. I'm sorry. I will do it. We will have more. The, the first four episodes are on our YouTube channel, but we're going to keep adding more and more. We're almost to 100 episodes, actually, Caleb. We're yeah. nearing dangerously close, and we'll try to do something special for that, but we got to get there first. So we'll make that happen, and I just want to say thank you, and that I appreciate having you guys as fans. It means the world. Like, you know, there could be three of you or less, and... It doesn't matter because I am just grateful that you've taken the time to listen to me and Caleb just be silly together. I don't, you know, there's, there's no other way to put it. I'm always yeah. grateful for that. And we do this because we love it. We do it because it's fun. Don't forget, guys. I'm Austin Cook. And I am Caleb McLemore. We are the Internet World Order. We'll see you guys soon. See you guys. <laughs>